I am mining investor and editor of Resource Stock Digest, Gerardo Del Real, once again, here with my partner, Senor Nick Hodge, who's also an investor and publisher of Daily Profit Cycle. This is the 223rd episode of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World. We're going to talk the markets. We're going to talk what we're investing in. We're going to talk about what we're watching this next week. We'll recap Jerome. Jerome has once again spoken. The Trumpster invited everybody to dinner. Aliens in Vegas, lithium, Quebec, fires, Patriot, all sorts of interesting things to get to. But before we do that, Mr. Hodge, how are you, senor? I'm way beyond. You too? Excelente, excelente. Aquí en Texas. Oh, it's hot, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, little, it's, it's a little perky up here. No, a little perky. You know, they say the heat index is 106, 107. My jog this morning was, uh, it was pretty interesting. I felt like I stepped into the steam room for, you know, a good 25, 30 minutes. So, no, it's good. Like, I happen to love the heat, but I have, you know, I have a really close friend of mine that moved down here about six, seven months ago. And, you know, he, he texted me when it was 95 saying that he thought, you know, the heat was going to kill him. And I said, oh, wait till... Well, you wait till this next week when it hits 106 and it feels like 113. So, you know, two things you can count on in June in Texas, the heat and allergies, right? You're going to have the puffy eyes. You're going to have, you know, the, the runny nose. But other than that, it's a beautiful time here in Austin, Round Rock and Georgetown, Texas. Things are well. Everyone's healthy and uh, happy early Father's Day to you, sir. Oh, and to you as well, Gerardo, I can attest to the heat in Austin in June, as you know, uh, my daughter was born there in June some seven years ago, and I remember pacing around the hospital just sweating as it was 100 degrees with a, the with a humidity. So I've certainly experienced that, and hopefully you can stay cool. Uh, looking forward to the heat. I enjoy the summers. Have a family trip to Chicago here soon. Going to pay a visit, our annual visit to Wrigley, as we do every year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be all right. Let's. Um, it was an interesting week in the markets, and then uh, let's get right into it. Look, it's uh, Thursday, June the fifteenth. By the time you all get this, I hope all the dads, the ones that are present and and involved and do the things their dads are supposed to do, I hope you all had a phenomenal Father's Day and felt celebrated. But you know, the markets this past week were interesting. Jerome has spoken once again. He said he decided to skip a rate hike this week. He said this meeting he was going to go ahead and skip one, you know, kind of signaling to the market that he's just skipping one. He'll be right back at it during the next meeting. He was very, very intentional in articulating that no one on the committee voted for, you know, a continued pause in rates. And so I think he really tried I think unsuccessfully, judging by the reaction of the markets thus far, tried to, to signal to the market that don't get used to me pausing or pivoting or blinking. I'm just skipping it for now because I have some data that, that says I can. Whether or not that's true, you know, I always say watch what they do, not what they say. But the markets had an interesting reaction. The Dow today was up 1.27%. The Nasdaq was up over a percent. The dollar index, which had been stubbornly, stubbornly residing around the 104 level, it's, it's closer to 102 than it is 103 right now as we speak. Gold looks like the asset class to own, whether Jerome pivots, doesn't pivot, increases rates again, because if he does, I think something breaks, or, or, or starts uh, easing. I think either way, you're going to want to own some gold, and it's holding in there really nicely at the 1960 level. I covered a lot of things there. Let me start with your take on the reaction to Mr. Powell's statement and decision. I mean, you did a pretty good job. I'm not sure 
Uh, what else to add there? The markets ripped the day after he decided to do his hawkish pause, which <laughs> is uh, what people are calling it. Uh, it's like the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Um, it's a complete misnomer. Um, I think he gets back to hiking. The market is is pricing in a, another hike at the at the July meeting. Not pricing in really any cuts until the early meetings of of 2023. And um, I agree with you. Something's going to break if he continues to hike either. Um, the further things in the banking market, which we saw some um, whispers of this week or things in the uh, commercial lending credit and, and real estate market or um, with the government itself as the, the interest rate payments balloon um, on the on the debt. And so um, I'm of the belief that ultimately it's going to be employment that forces them to um, pause uh, after uh, or cut after a, a resumption of hikes. And I'm not sure why the market did what it did. I mean, it's a bit of a head scratcher. It's still being driven by, a, 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 you know, this small subset of tech and communication stocks with their, um, you know, AI announcements and, and inflows coming into these big tech names. So um, it, it's a little bit interesting there. When you look at uh, the technicals and, and, and some other things, it's, it looks like there's more downside than, than upside in, in the S&P still. And yet, um, as we record this, I think it was like its sixth up day in a row. So yeah. um, I don't know if it's climbing a wall of worry or the uh, funds and, and, and big money doesn't think there's anywhere else to invest or, or what it is. But uh, I agree with you that uh, I'm increasingly <clears throat> bull bullish on gold. I think I was telling you that last week. Uh, gave a, a, a little webinar this week on on gold. Had like twenty slides about it, and um, lots of different ways you look at it. You know, correlations are, are are breaking down. You know, typical inverse correlations with the dollar and other things. And um, gold is holding up uh, really well at support levels, and they, I think it wants to um, go higher. We need to obviously get above that two thousand dollar level, but. Um, for me, it was definitely a, an interesting week, and I certainly didn't expect a one and a half percent update um, after he told you he was going to hike two more times. That was very interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think that allocating capital to sectors that have clear trends and are going to do well, regardless of what the Fed does, and regardless of whether or not we're in a recession, are on the brink of a recession. Or whether or not China, you know, continues to, to stimulate or decides to back off and, and, and cause a further global recession. I think it's smart to own asset classes right now that don't depend on any of those things. And when I look at uranium, when I look at lithium, um, you know, we're going to talk James Bay. We're going to talk, obviously, a little bit of Patriot. And we'll talk Quebec here in a little bit. But when I look at these sectors, sure, they'll be hit if we have a global recession that is, you know, a 2008 type meltdown. But you know, just to be clear, I had a subscriber that emailed me personally earlier this week and he saw a video by someone, you know, that that was predicting a seven to eight year bear market. You know, and my response was, one, we're structurally, structurally better off than we were in 2008, right? Um, our banking system, uh, liquidity, are we in a good place? No, not in the midterm or the long term. Everything is going to, you know, eventually reset the way we've said for quite some time. But that things can stay bullish for a lot longer than uh, than it takes to get a reset done. So, you know, my second my second response to that that gentleman was, when's the last time you saw a seven or eight year bear market? They don't last that long anymore. So, you know, what does happen is you can get a, a violent shakeout of, of of the tree, a last shakeout, right? And this this rally in the overall indices could be a head fake. 
it could be a head fake and we could be on the verge of seeing some numbers that the market really doesn't like. And look, if the tech sector, if the AI companies, as they're calling them now, if they start softening up a little bit and you combine that with more, you know, recession-like numbers in commercial real estate, in retail, you can see things decouple and break down really, really quickly, especially if that coincides with another hike or two that's more aggressive than the market is anticipating. So I think it's a good time to be cautious in the overall indices with your 401k. I think, you know me, I'm not a big advocator of holding a lot of cash um, relative to, to, to my holdings. I like my money working for me and, and where I have my money working for me is in a lot of sectors that, you know, off the beaten path, um, a hydrogen storage. You know, we wrote a check for a hydrogen storage company recently. We wrote a check for a company I really like, uh, MineHub Technologies, that I think is one of the few companies in the world that's actually being able to digitize in, in a very real and meaningful way the, the, the logistics and the supply chain that a lot of these companies haven't been able to manage on their own. And I'm talking blue chip companies, uh, multi-billion dollar companies, the biggest companies out there, right? So anytime I see a small company that has a technology edge, like a MineHub Technologies, um, and, and it's got a tiny market cap and people don't understand the story, I like that. That seems like a good contrarian bet for me. And then of course, largest holding still Patriot battery metals by a lot. It's, it's 90% of, uh, of, of, of my position is still there. It's probably some 75 to 80% of my net worth at this point, but that's just because of the amount that's in there. And so holding tight to that, um, and uranium, you, I mean, we talked uranium last week and, and I, I, mean, I got to pound the table again. Uranium is setting up really, really well. And I'm noticing the equities the last couple of weeks, finally responding to that trickling price in, 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 in the uranium space. So Again, there's a lot of sectors that, that that I actually like right now that are perking up that don't care about what the Fed does, even if they are somewhat impacted. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, um, I guess I'll talk more about mine home technologies because that's a really interesting deal. And um, uh, starting to hear more about this uh, Inflation Reduction Act and um, how things are going to have to be, um, well, first of all, tracked, but also just a, a much bigger increase in 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 mining of this nickel and lithium and, and cobalt and manganese and you know europe is complaining now that you know they're afraid that we're gonna you know uh, steal investment away from them because we're we're incenting these things so much and uh at the same and we time, are <laughs> be clear we absolutely are that's the goal and he's doing that brilliantly by the way he can keep falling and forgetting everything he says i'm speaking of, of the president obviously but that piece of legislation, as far as that portion of it, is doing exactly what it intended to do. So not to interrupt, but you know, you know how it goes with me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 fine. And now I'm starting to see these, you know, studies coming out of think tanks and universities. And I think it's dawning on the non-investment class, like, oh shit, like where are all these uh minerals <laughs> and, and refining and purification capacity going to come from? Whether it's for these uh, battery metals or whether it's for um uh, uranium. Uh, there was a big, you know, uh, NYT New York Times article this week about, you know, uh, how much we still rely on uh, Russia, particularly for the um, uh, upgraded or, or processed uranium, right? And, and this is nothing new to us. I mean, we've been talking about this yeah. stuff for years, but um, the rubber is starting to hit the road because it, it's getting to be time for, you know, utilities to contract and whatever it is like you can't just talk about these targets and things forever if you actually want to make them happen then things have to happen in the mining space but um back to mine hub 
Um, yeah, that was a deal we, we financed recently. Um, uh, offered it to to our accredited investors to participate in the uh, private placement. That uh, got done. Um, they recently merged with you know one of their few competitors that are in the space, and uh, like you said, they have some really big clients. So, um, what they do is life cycle tracking um, from basically, you know, mine until finished product, um, through refining, through smelting, through transportation. You've seen a lot of these stories recently about, you know, disappearing metals or copper ingots that weren't copper ingots or the nickels not in the warehouse. Uh, and that's just one aspect of it. Uh, the other aspect is, aspect is tracking these different scopes of emissions, right? Um, so there's different tiers of emissions and it's not just what comes out of the tailpipe or your car or out of the uh, smokestack of a coal plant. It's, you know, what were the emissions to act, to mine that coal? What were the yeah. emissions to the, mine the copper and the, and the, and the, the metals that go into the, to the batteries and, um, part of their platform or their hub is, uh, meant to, or geared toward, um, tracking, uh, that stuff as well. And, and yeah, they've got. Um, big uh, players, Codelco, for example, which is the the Chilean national copper company, and uh, Sumitomo, and some of these big uh, wire manufacturers, etc. Um, and and their aim is to create sort of a sticky ecosystem, right? Because Codelco doesn't operate in a vacuum; they don't operate in a silo. Like they've got different partners they work with upstream and downstream. So if you can make it sticky, so uh, you know, the largest player, one of the largest players, Codelco, is already on board. You can maybe leverage that into uh, getting some additional uh, related clients on. And that's the next phase for them. I say all this because uh, they just closed that that private placement. And I expect that, you know, they'll be trying to to, to do some moving and shaking on, on those fronts in the in yeah. the coming weeks. And so um, I recommended it in the, in the letter also a, a couple of weeks ago. And I guess good to just give them a little um, public shout out, but that's a, that's a very interesting company and, and one I've watched for, for a while. And it seems like it's finally time to get going there. No. And it's a deal that you brought to my attention. And after I talked to the chairman of the deal and actually interviewed him on it, I convinced myself that I should have been writing a check on that deal and did so by the way. And I may be adding, uh, in the open market at these levels, I think it's a heck of a speculation. I think they have a pretty significant technological moat, I think they have, look, the CEO seems to be a superstar. She seems to be very, very clear in articulating the vision and driving the company forward. So a lot to like with MindHub Technologies. That's your free one of the day. I had yet another person <laughs> suggest to us that people should be paying for these picks. So we'll see if eventually we have a segment, put it on Patreon and, and uh, you know, pay a couple of bucks if y'all think it's worth it. But for now, you get them for free, y'all. MindHub Technologies. Yeah, just not before the paying subscribers or before we get in, right? Never that, never that. They, they, they always get them first. And again, you brought that deal to paying subscribers of your accredited investor service and you brought it to my attention. So I thank you for that. I think that's a check that will uh, multiply and bear fruit here in the coming months and years. We got to talk energy back above 70. Anything to anything to cheer about there? I know the numbers out of China seem soft. I know China's talking more stimulus. Um, I don't bet against China because they're very um, aggressive when they decide that that they're going to loosen banking standards and, you know, they're going to incentivize companies to, to to do different things. They've been very successful at that over the last couple of decades. But anything to anything to watch in the energy space, Nick, you have a better eye for that space than I do, meaning I have zero read on the oil space. 
No, I saw that it made a higher low, but I I don't have a lot to to add there. It was uh, enough to get uh, back on my radar or, or back on my attention, but uh, I haven't done anything. I, I haven't bought anything, and um, come back to me in a week or so, and and maybe I will have formed an opinion. But um, not right now, given the the slowing growth, et cetera, that that I see. Um, but yeah, definitely noted that it uh, got back above seventy. I like it. Um, we got to talk a little bit of lithium. Obviously, the the I don't want to say the main event, but the main event for James Bay plays um, that 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 are the most watched right now. Whether it's you know the Ophirs, the Q2s, or the Patriots, has been has been uh, the 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 fires right, and and the restriction on exploration, and that seems. And again, it's June the fifteenth. Um, that seems to be on the verge, if not uh, already done away with. So it looks like tentatively exploration should be resuming any day now. And I know, you know, in Patriot's case, I just interviewed Blair last week and, you know, <laughs> kudos to Patriot with more phenomenal results, right? Again, as I, as I suspected, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But, you know, when I talked to Blair, he was very clear that they kept the rigs on site. Uh, they were ready to mobilize as soon as they got the green light. There's literally meetings being had now at several companies that I'm aware of behind the scenes and the government agencies to get some clarity on when they'll be able to actually resume, despite the fact that the ban, the burn ban has been has been has been lifted in most of Quebec. There's two regions that still have fires that aren't fully under control. So that's the update as of June the 15th. Um, it looks like, you know, things are all go. And those companies I mentioned were were all up today on green. And, you know, Patriots results. uh <laughs> 127.7 meters of 1.78% um, lithium at Corvette. I don't know what else you can give to the market um, outside of everything that's coming, the maiden resource estimate and the aggressive exploration plan, um, drills turning again, and hopefully faster, faster processing times on the core with the labs, right? But a lot to like there. I know there's a lot of conversations behind the scenes right now. I had mentioned about a month ago that I speculated in 30 to 45 days a major would come in, take a stake, maybe a couple of majors. I've, I've heard whispers of, of discussions, but look, I think whether a major comes in or not, whether Patriot goes to 20 or 30 or 40 in the next month or two or three, or it doesn't, the end game on this is not going to matter. There simply aren't that many tier one deposits or districts of this scale in the world. And again, when it's all said and done, I think patient shareholders that don't worry about every tick up and every tick down are going to do very, very well. With that being said, I mean, Patriot had itself a really good week, um, brought in a gentleman that happens to specialize in mergers and acquisitions and commercial negotiations. I don't think the timing on that is coincidental. So we'll see what comes next, but extremely bullish on Patriot. Definitely uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to exploration in James Bay resuming. I think there's going to be some pretty significant discoveries that that, that turn out there. And uh, the scale of those is what's in more interesting to me and the big question mark for me. We know there's lithium. We know there's pegmatites. We know there's spodumene bearing. We know there's scale. How big are those potential discoveries, right? And, and you know, the, 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 the benchmark is going to be Corvette. We'll see if any of those can can live up to a fraction of Corvette. And if so, there's a lot of runway for a lot of those companies. Yes, um, worth mentioning critical elements uh, as well. So different part of the Lassonde curve, which is interesting, you know, the Patriots and the, and the Q2s are at that early part, right, where they get the ramp because of the exciting exploration and the, and the you know, good drill holes, results, et cetera. Um, 
And then where critical elements is, is, is sort of on the, 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 the first downturn of the Lassonde curve, right? The orphan period, it's called, where um, the, we've got numbers tied to it, albeit good numbers. I mean, you know, their feasibility study shows yeah. a, a $1.9 billion yeah. project with an 82% IRR. That's 8.2. Um, and so, you know, it's not a huge, huge project, but it is uh, extremely high grade and it is fully permitted. Um, and the only such project in Quebec that sits uh, with all those milestones under its belt. But um, nonetheless, the stock has been soft due to a number of factors, yeah. uh, including the softness of, of lithium prices that we've seen um, in the in the first half of this year, although they are starting to turn around. And also um, the fact that they've yet to announce a, a, a financing package. And I say all that to say because um, I say all that to say what happens after the orphan period is a, is another ramp up in the in the Lasan yeah. curve, right? Once the financing is secured and we get the heading towards a construction and, and initial production, and so um, they had a very <laughs> lengthy letter to shareholders uh, out this week uh, from their chairman, and then they were keen to remind people of, of what I just did that NPV and that IRR. They were keen to remind people they've got. Uh, two of the top former executives from Rockwood Lithium, which was sold for $6.2 billion uh, back in the day in, in, in 2015. Uh, they were keen to remind people that we still have a large exploration package that they expect yeah. to find more lithium mines on, not just the, uh, the Rose project that is permitted. Um, and they were keen to point out that um, although there's been no deal announced yet, the pace of, of meetings and the, and the, the pace of the companies contacting them to, um, if not enter negotiations, at least to you know come to the table and have some discussions, is accelerating and then not declining. And so, um, taken all together, it sounds like they're going to um, have a package in place later this summer. It seemed like um, they're they're doing the engineering, and they said it'll be like thirty five percent complete by August. And the, so that puts a time frame on it. They said that some of their potential partners were waiting until some of that detailed engineering got done. And so. Anyway, another freebie, I guess. You know, we we've been in uh, much cheaper for 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 much longer, starting as low as like twenty nine cents uh, back in gosh twenty twenty, I guess it was. Yeah. Um. But that that stock was. Do I have it up here? How high did it get to? So two fifty, um, right? Two ninety two, I think, was the high earlier this year. Yeah, and it's down to the one sixty levels. So, um, I've got a bid in a little bit lower than that. I'd be happy to buy more, but, um. Uh, additional catalysts ahead as it, um, you know, uh, negotiates this this final financing package and as it gets back to exploring as well, you know, now that these um, uh, fires are starting to subside. And got to mention uh, Rio Tinto sneaking $65 million into James Bay uh, in, a, in a deal with, you know, Midland Exploration. It's up to $65 million. It's not $65 million up front, but no, look, $65 million to Rio Tinto is, 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 is whatever. It's, it's, it's pennies on the dollar. But I suspect that's not the last check that Rio Tinto wants to write in the James Bay region. So we'll see what follows there. I know that, you know, the way that majors tend to think, uh, the other majors are not going to allow a Rio Tinto to get, you know, the stronghold or the first mover advantage as it relates to majors in the area. I think we're going to see an all-out bidding war for a lot of these top-tier assets that, you know, can provide some scale, can provide the kind of returns, you know, that you were citing off there. 82% sure beats buying a, you know, a treasury bill right now, right? And so, especially with a project that's relatively simple, I know there's some, you know, some challenges, but it's nothing that 
can't be can't can be can't be taken care of or mitigated rather quickly with some capital. So it should be a fun summer. It should be a fun second half of the year. I've said that often. Um, look, I'm going to kick back and just kind of watch the portfolio, do what the portfolio is going to do. I'm going to let these companies work and we're going to see if the thesis changes for any of them. But it is, is it is show and tell time. I tweeted that earlier. It's, you know, Patriot has the goods. We know that it's just proving up how big this is going to be. The other companies, specifically in James Bay, that are getting a lot of attention, that have, you know, market caps in, 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 in the 40, 50 million and 100 million, approaching 100 million dollar mark, they're going to have to show the goods. They're, you're not going to be able to, uh, to take a couple of swings and miss. If if they do, they're going back in, in, in a hurry. So I, I like the part where someone gets hit in the mouth, right? I, I think it brings out the true character of someone. If, if they're looking for a fight, we're, I'm going to like the part where the drills start turning and we start seeing you know whether or not they have something. And there were a lot of companies comparing themselves and congratulating Patriot every time Patriot hit. Well, I want to see that continue. Um. This shareholder holder letter pointed that out as well. It said, you know, if you have a, I'm just reading it. If you have a small land package and you're promotionally oriented junior company, you'll drill test any pegmatite poking its head above the landscape in the hope that it's spodumene berry. Um, <laughs> that'll be, that's from the chairman, right? <laughs> and he goes on Talk to that it. shit, chairman. Talk <laughs> that shit. And he goes on to say, like, that's not how we do things. Like, we're methodically exploring where we're doing it the right way. We have a large laid package, et cetera. So, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, look, I, I, w- I will say uh, for that company, and, you know, two cents, it, it, it might be who of you, uh, unless you're right right, right at the finish line for getting a financing deal done. It might be who of you to use, take advantage of this time of the year and, you know, go, go, go put some holes in a couple of those targets and see if you can demonstrate some more scale, right? Wouldn't hurt. Oh, they've got exploration plans for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to those. Um, we can't, you know, I, I I know we covered markets, lithium, uranium, free picks, uh, all of that. But I've been waiting, right? I've been waiting not for this to happen, just to talk about it. I haven't been wanting to talk about the Trumpster because, you know, I think it's 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 a lot of a, it, it, it's a circus. At, at some point, it becomes a circus. And I felt like it became that for so long with everybody doing it for ratings and clickbait and all of that. And so... We have something pretty damn material now. He actually got indicted. And um, when you're when the first thing that happens, I don't care what kind of indictment it is, right? When the first thing that happens is your attorneys, yeah. <laughs> your longstanding attorneys, when the first thing they do is throw you peace signs and leave you out to dry and tell you, you go find an attorney that'll represent you. Uh, and, and you can't right away. I think the Trumpster's in trouble. And, uh, you know, you can complain, you, the audience can complain if you're, you know, uh, uh, whatever he calls them now, Magnemites or whatever, like Magadonians, I think is what he calls his people now. Trump does, right? Um, whatever is if, 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 the WWF. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. That's why I hadn't talked about him at all for, you know, I think months on end. But this one looks serious. Um, if you think this is the left and the woke or Bud Light doing this or whoever you think is doing this to him. He looks to have gotten himself in real trouble, and that's not going to change the legal outcome. And remember, this is the president that used to scream law and order. It's somewhat ironic to me that he's on the other side of it. It's not lost on me that his attorneys, and this is why I think they quit in in, in texts that were unsealed, repeatedly begged him to return the documents that the DOJ was asking for, saying, I know you have them. Can you just give them back? And he kept saying, I have everything. This is everything. This is everything. And then to just find him scattered and thrown around in boxes in a closet somewhere in, in Florida is, 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 
you know, it reeks of ego and, and, you know, I have no dog in that fight. Um, I, it, I don't care if you're Joe Biden, Donald Trump, um, whoever you are, if you break the law, they, it is what it is. Some accountability that has to come with that and it's going to play out, but he looks to be in serious trouble. This one looks serious. Yeah. There's always a lot of what about right? What about Hillary's emails? What about, you know, Biden laptop? What about, what about this and, and, and that, but, um, I'm with you. You know, I, I read a little bit of the indictment. I read some summaries of it. Um, certainly took notice that his lawyers uh, hung him out to dry. And, you know, his lawyer was, you know, telling him basically, this is this is serious. Like, I need to know that the documents are there. Are there. You don't have any documents, right? And, you know, Trump was saying no. And then the lawyer went to go investigate, like went to go look around, right? And he was like, basically, what the fuck? Like, you still got all these documents here, like they're stored in the shower. And then he was telling the journalists, there was some journalist he was telling about like military, like, like um, classified military plans at a at a dinner. And so, um, yeah, these charges are real. And you know, what else is interesting is that, like you say, you know, people continue to rally around him. You know, he went and, and, and had dinner and, and gave a little talk that night and still is the um, front running re Republican candidate by, for by far. And so uh, it's all very interesting. I think I was uh, reading that, you know, these charges carry a maximum sentence of, tw of 20 years. Not that I expect him to get that. And uh, I don't know exactly what the implications are for being able to run for president. I have to look into that. But yeah, it's all very interesting as we, um, you know, uh, head straight into the, you know, the interesting part of the campaign season. I mean, the, the election is next year, right? And so this is only going to um, increase from here. And the, and the, the, the media is... Um, well, the media is the media, but you know, it's interesting that you, they'll give all these, uh, I'm just going to go away from Trump for a second now, like these other candidates airtime, right? Like CNN has been having these town halls. Trump got one. I think they announced that, that, that Christie is going to have one. Um, but you know, that, you know, RFK is not getting one, right? And they're, they're going to do the same thing to uh, Kennedy that they did to, to Bernie in, in, in 2016, yep. right? I mean, yep. they're not going to let this woman secure the nomination. They've got their um they've got their man and so i remain jaded with uh the whole process and and, and both sides but it, it, it's certainly interesting to to watch a just a, a couple of quick tidbits again that just amused the hell out of me one was you mentioned the dinner that he invited everybody to after his indictment and he said let's go to the versailles restaurant and uh, dinner's on me i'll take care of it and then he left 10 minutes before the bill came out and made everyone pay for their dinner. <laughs> and the irony, right? When you're being accused of fraud, when you're being accused of lying, when you're being accused of being deceitful, the irony and the richness in this guy inviting everybody to the restaurant for dinner on him and then bailing without paying the tab is absolutely comical to me. And then the other thing that's really comical to me was uh, there, there, there's a video last year of Kid Rock, right? Who's a big Trump fan and... Um, he was talking with Tucker Carlson back then on Fox News, and he was talking about President Trump showing him all these maps. And his actual quote was, we're looking at maps and shit, and I'm like, am I supposed to be in on this shit? <laughs> I mean, look, man, you reap what you sow in this world. I, I wish everybody reciprocity, right? If you have good coming to you, I hope you get all of it in spades if, 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 if you've done things that need some cleaning up energy wise. Um, 
got to pay the piper, you reap what you sow. But this is going to be an interesting one to watch. And it's going to be an interesting election cycle. I, I was somewhat comforted by the fact, <clears throat> and not because I care about either party, but because I don't want, you know, a civil war and I don't want violence in the streets as a result of some politician that I know doesn't care about you people. So I was somewhat comforted that authorities in Miami prepared for 50,000 people to come out and, and you know, protest Trump being indicted. I think something like 20 people showed up. And so hopefully people have other things to do, like dodge a recession, dodge inflation, take care and educate and protect their kids, you know, figure out a way to deal with some of the mental health challenges we have in this country. Upward mobility, which was once like the key thing that both parties could, you know, argue uh, civilly about. We haven't had a debate on upward mobility in I don't know how long in this country. I hope we can get back to some of those things, regardless of your political affiliation. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Interesting times. Fourth turning stuff. I know Neil Howe's got his book coming up here soon. I think well, a couple of weeks from now, right? It's soon. I've seen people posting <clears throat> pictures of it. So some people got some advanced copies, but uh, it's it's soon. Um, look, I, can look, I can tell you if you want to know. Absolutely. Neil Howe, of course, co-author of The Fourth Turning. I'm really looking forward to reading that that new update on that, where we are, what he sees. But July again, 18th, July 18th, it says. There you go. July 18th. Yeah, but, Back to the politics for a second. <laughs> Nick's like, I'm not letting this go. <laughs> I've been reading about the flags, right? The <clears throat> the pride flags, because it's Pride Month and, and people have been flying their uh, pride flags, including I think the, the White House had one up the mm -hmm. other day with, um, um, it was in the middle with the, the two American flags on, on, on either side of it. And, and I was seeing, you know, all this up, uproar, uproar, right, from, um, the right about, you know, how this is in violation of the U.S. flag code, right? Like the uh, U.S. flag, there's like rules, apparently, you know, how the flag has to be displayed. And it's always supposed to be the most prominent flag in the most dominant position. And there's like some sections of the rule. And anyway, I, I don't know them all. But, you know, this is this is where we're out of the discourse that people were upset uh, or saying that, you know, B Biden is is not honoring the flag. He's, you know abandoning the flag code and, and putting the, the pride flag ahead of the American flag. And I saw this great response, right? Because, uh, of course, you've seen all the Trump flags with, like, Trump <clears throat> on the U.S. flag, like, uh, <laughs> it, which is, like, you, you've seen all these different flags, right? The stars and stripes with Trump all on it, them. et cetera. He's got a coin. Like, He's got an NTF, NFT. Yeah. <laughs> But with the flag specifically, it's like you can't take the U.S. flag and, and have like, you know, the Trumpster on it. That's not like within the flag code. Right. But you guys don't care about that part of the flag code. It's just it's just all so asinine. I look forward to a day again where we can all disagree civilly and, and, and still have dinner and still have drinks and just get on with the fact that, you know, what we just don't see eye to eye on that one. Doesn't mean we got to kill each other. Doesn't mean, you know, we got to hurt each other. Doesn't mean we got to burn each other's property down. Um, let's just have a civil disagreement and work forward to kind of make a more perfect union. Didn't mean to get all cheesy and all patriotic there. But look, it's a great country that's got some great opportunities and also has some great challenges. And um, I, I, I'm super thankful for the opportunities that this country has afforded my family and I. But that doesn't mean that, you know, that comes without criticism or we can't work to make it better and we can't, you know, point at things that need fixing because that's what making a more perfect union is all about. I'd like to announce my candidacy for 2024 president, guys. I'm throwing my hat in the books. <laughs> what are you watching in the markets this week, Nick? 
Oh, I, I do want to take a look at the energy complex, um, which we alluded to earlier. Yeah. Um, sold my my small Chinese position the, this morning. You mentioned the, the the weakening growth there, and the stocks have actually been doing well, uh, but for the wrong reason. You know, I went into China earlier this year because of the reopening and because of the growth that was supposed to materialize, and and here we are, and and you've got some numbers starting to come out. There's softness in the in the housing market, softness in the in the manufacturing, et cetera, and so. The People's Bank of China cut rates um, this week, a small amount, like 10 basis points or, yeah. or something on their on their, on their one-month lending rate. But they're saying there's more stimulus ahead. And of course, right, uh, the stocks are doing better now than when there was actually supposed to be real growth. So um, the, the thesis changed. And so, I mean, we, we made a little bit of money, not a lot, but I sold that that Chinese position because... Um, I was in it for the real growth, right? Not the yeah. not the the stimulant growth. Not that uh, I'm making some big moral stand, but just my thesis changed, and so sold that. But I, I'm looking for another place uh, to diversify because I like to have a little bit of diversification in that in that monthly letter and that you know safe long term letter. So I'm going to try to come up with some place, and and I've been hearing um, not whispers. I mean, I think even Bloomberg has written about it. But Japan Japan numbers look pretty darn good for the yeah. first time in 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 a, in a long time, and so. Um, I guess those two things I need to do a little bit deeper dive on the the energy and the and the international equities, but nothing super super exciting that I'm watching. I like, and I'll tell you something. I'm watching tomorrow, today being Thursday. Tomorrow's the 16th. I've heard whispers of Patriot Battery Metals being included in a couple of Canadian indexes and so indices, I should say. And so I'm very curious to see how aggressive they are in the buy up. Obviously, we have. Tons of news from Patriot here to, to 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 sit on here for the next several weeks, months, and if it makes it years, though I don't think it will. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how big of an effect those funds have on the performance of the stock. It's clearly clearly trailed its you know Aussie exchange, um, the Aussie exchange as it relates to performance right it seems like oftentimes you get a big five six percent day down under and then the following morning it just doesn't translate over on the canadian side so that'll be interesting to me uh, it still hasn't broken new all-time highs man it was close a couple of days right it's really flirted with it. it's been within i think 60 cents uh, a couple of days in a row but it looks like it's getting ready to do what it does every time it you know flirts with new highs it breaks through and it gets going and yeah looking for assays in the next couple of weeks i'm looking forward to to seeing uh hopefully seeing these James Bay plays get back to doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is exploring, not waiting and sitting. Anything to add to that, Nick? I think you can say both indexes, indices, vertexes, vertices. I think it's a uh, dealer's choice. Texas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to remind all of you to check us out at dailyprofitcycle.com forward slash subscribe to never miss. Any of our updates, market commentary, rants, ratings, and of course, to leave your comments on all questions, things, us, markets. Uh, love reading the comments, as I always tell you all. So leave them in there. If you have any questions, keep them coming. We love doing this every week. It really is like therapy for us. Uh, it's not like we do this for like the YouTube money or we do it because we don't have other things to do. Nick's got a letter to write. I got some reports I got to get started on. I got a company to vet, a call to get on. So we genuinely enjoy bringing this to you and just sharing our thoughts and hoping that you know, it, it furthers your due diligence. Um, so that's all I really got to say on this one. This was episode 223 of our weekly therapy session that we like to call Investing in Bizarro World. Have a great week, everyone. Keep warm out there. Keep hydrated. Be kind to each other. Nick, words of wisdom. 
Somebody said last week, this is their favorite podcast. That gentleman needs to evaluate his standards. But thank you. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.